Are you ready? Oh, yeah! Strap yourselves in for the Gaming Hub. Your hosts, Tyler. You can't handle the truth. Graham. The force is strong. And Steven. You cannot be serious! Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome into the Gaming Hub. This is episode number 119. Uh, I'm your host, Tyler. Thank you so much for joining us. And before we get started today, I just wanted to touch on, we're recording on Sunday the 26th, and about an hour and a half before we went live, we got news of the tragic shooting in Jacksonville at a Madden tournament. And... uh, you know, obviously details are still coming out of everything that happened. And and we just wanted to say on behalf of ourselves and our community, you know, our, our thoughts are with everybody there and our sympathies with everyone who, you know, has been affected by this and your families and friends and whoever has been affected. And, you know, we're with you. Our community, which stands for positivity and gaming, is with you. And... Uh, you know, we, we want to work to make sure that we, you know, create that positive environment. And if there's if you're in that area and you're in our community and there's any way you can help, uh, we encourage you to do that. We ask you to do that. And whether that's through giving blood or, you know, helping support in other ways, um, this stuff just shouldn't happen. And, you know, we're all, I think, uh, pretty affected and heartbroken over it to see it hit this close to home. And, uh, you know, we just wish the best for everybody there. So, all right. With, with that, uh, let's move into the show. Episode 119. And um, no real easy way to transition, but we're going to welcome back Graham uh, to the fold. And Graham, how are you doing? I am, I'm doing good. Um, like I said, that news definitely uh, strikes you and makes you think. But, uh, yes, I am back. I, I wish... It was on better terms to follow, but obviously it isn't. Uh, but yeah, my trip was great. Uh, I got to spend some great time with the family. Uh, the Nintendo Switch got some massive use, which it probably needed, but I got to see how it worked <laughs> yeah. on like tabletop mode and like playing with uh, four Joy-Cons. Mario Kart was a fun game. Uh, the trip was, uh, it was interesting. I had a lot of plans to play a bunch of video games, like uh, I was trying to work my way through Pokemon Yellow on my 3DS, and when you're in there with four nephews and see you with all these cool games and gadgets, you don't get much game time in, so uh, <laughs> other than home playing some Mario Kart, with which was four players, thank God there was like enough controllers, I got to play a little bit. But yeah, no, it's great to be back, I uh, definitely missed you guys, missed the, the fans out there. Hey everybody! <laughs> good to good to see you guys stuck around while I was gone. You guys were like, "Well, Graham's not here. I'm leaving." But now I'm back. Uh, like I said, thank you for uh, waiting for me to come back, and it's good to be back, guys. How are you, how are you two doing? Well, and Graham, you're probably the only one who really played anything this week. <laughs> uh, much of anything, anyway. Uh, oh yes, know, it was kind of one of those <laughs> weird situations. We normally record on Fridays, sometimes Saturdays, but you know, both Stephen and I got struck by. Uh, different ailments this week and that's prevented us from uh you know doing a lot of what we normally do games wise uh but steven i want to say hi to you welcome and what have you been up to hello yeah like you said um i i got struck with a pretty severe ear infection 
started actually it started on Wednesday, but I wasn't sure if it was just I, I wasn't sure what it was, and it, it wasn't until I woke up at 3 a.m. on Thursday that I, I knew for sure. Um, <laughs> and so that's that's been fun, you know, keeping me up at night, um, just being a general discomfort um, slash agonizing pain, depending on the time. Uh, so that that's been fun to deal with. So I have played actually some games, you know, to try to keep my mind off of it. Um, and I started playing Divinity Original Sin 2 again. I played it on the PC, but it's coming. It actually releases this Friday. Mm -hmm. um, spoilers for our release section. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I have it on the preview program. You get the first act, which is a good 20 hours. It's really more than that. It just depends on how fast you work through it um, or how good you are at it, to be honest. So I've been playing that, so I have played a lot because there's been nothing else to do. I watched movies and played games and sat on my recliner and really haven't moved off of it for like the last three, four days because <laughs> I just couldn't. Yeah. Um, oh, I hear you. It's yeah. safe to say I did enough moving for you guys because <laughs> I got a little bit of confession to make. I am obsessed with Pokemon Go. Now, there's more people, there's other people that are more obsessed, but... I've been walking almost 10 kilometers a day to hatch eggs, catch Pokemon. So you guys don't need to do any walking. I've done it for you. It's, it's all good. All right. Also uh, yeah. I mean, real quick, I, I just my the illness for me came at the perfect time though. Uh -huh. It's like the one like five day gap I get a year where I'm not in school and I'm not working because the place I work hasn't started their school yet. So. so at least it hit when I didn't have to do anything else besides stuff for the show. So I, yeah. I, I would like to say someone wanted me to be in pain, but not that much pain. So, <laughs> so awesome. Well, glad everybody's finally back together. Uh, you know, we, we went through a few <laughs> took weeks. A while. Uh, took it a did, while. it did. So, and we're glad, Graham, we're glad you had a, a chance to get away and have a good time with family and friends and whatnot and, you know, kind of enjoy that time. But uh, talk to me about Pokemon Go because – you were away from it for a while. You've recently gotten back in. And you've kind of gotten, like, all back in. Yes. So, talk to me about that. So, yes. I went home, and I'm like, yes, I'm going to go to this Pokestop or this gym every day because every town has got to have these. Nope. My small town, no gyms, no stops, no, no anything. So anytime somebody was going up over the road, that's how we say back home, we're going up over the road, uh, I'm like, ooh, there's pokey stops and pokey gyms up there. So I would go, no matter what they're going for, don't matter. I'm like, I'll just go because I want to keep you company. But on the way, if you want to stop in where, you, where I tell you, that'd be great. So yeah, no, it was quite different being there. And basically, I was just yeah. getting into it, too, before I went on the trip. So when I came back, I think I think I've been making up for it. Um, my one goal was to evolve my before I go too far down here my uh, Magikarp into a Gyarados, and being surrounded by water, which Newfoundland is, it enabled me to actually to get those type of Pokemon. So I got the last one before I boarded the ferry to come back to the mainland of Canada. Mm -hmm. So it was worth it for that. But uh, other than that. Most of the action is up here. Uh, there's tons of raids going on. I've realized how I can connect with other people, and there's a huge Pokemon Go community 
So I'm guessing all these cities have it. You just need to find it. It's on Facebook and stuff like that. Do your research. And you tackle those raids with many people. And uh, you can get some great Pokemon. But you kind of have to do that because some of these bosses are... You cannot take them on by yourself. So you got to get out there and reach out and uh, friend some people. And, uh, yeah, it definitely encourages you getting out there. The weather's great. So this is a great time for it. So, Graham, two things. One... You've told us, like, up in Canada, you have kilometers. So what's, you get home from work, and then you go out walking. Yes. And what's the most kilometers you've put in on a day? Uh, yesterday, I walked 14 kilometers. Wow. So I mean, That's impressive. Yeah. It's, what, uh, 1.6 miles. Mm-hmm. I think that's what a kilometer is. 8.7. Well, 14 kilometers, 8.7. Oh. I just Googled it. Okay. okay so that's still go. pretty good, though. Yes. So, yeah. And then second, Graham, I know you've got some extra money right now because there's people in Twitch chat saying, oh, I'm glad Graham's back. I missed him. So <laughs> you've been paying off some people. Um, but <laughs> you know, we're, uh, no, we're glad you're back. And, uh, you know, me and Steve kind of held on the fort while you were gone. But, uh, you know, glad you're back to offer, you know, all of your opinions, uh, unbiased opinions about Nintendo and Fallout and everything else. Yes, and Wild's Way, I was listening to you guys, and I don't see that I have to do a lot of damage control. Um, you guys weren't just attacking and attacking Nintendo and Fallout, so I figured you guys did a good job. So, uh, so we did okay? Good work, good work guys. Okay, yeah. yep. Did we make it? It would have been a little bit better if I was a part of the conversation, but, <laughs> I, but I couldn't be, so y you guys were adequate for sure. Okay. Sounds good. So, uh, everybody out there, if you'd like to join in the community, we'd love to have you be a part of it. And the best way to do that, there's a couple different ways. You can go to Facebook and look up the Gaming Hub forums. Join that way. Uh, you can come on over to Twitch, uh, where we're broadcasting live right now, and look up TXH Gaming Hub. You can follow us there. From either of those places, you'll get a link to Discord and take part in our Discord community, which is great. We've got a lot of stuff going on there. We have a lot of community events starting here in the next few weeks, guys. And uh, the only way to join in on them is to through Facebook or Discord. So please join there. Everybody in the everybody listening, if you want to be part of the community and take part in those events, best way to do it is join Facebook or Discord. We also have a YouTube channel. Uh, Steven, you just posted a video uh, live that was a patron exclusive until today. Yes. So... Uh, tell us a little bit about that. And uh, first of all, our, our YouTube channel is uh, the Gaming Hub Podcast, but uh, go ahead and tell them a little bit about that. Yeah, real quick. Um, so I made a video about top five open world games on the Xbox. And as Graham so kindly pointed out uh, a few days ago, um, the the video was, was, I think, mono, I think is right. Yes. And it only comes through one part of your headphones if you're wearing headphones. So it doesn't yeah. sound so bad on the phone. But it, it does sound a little weird if you have headphones on. So apologies for that. I'll get that fixed going forward. But that was my first time doing something like that. So there, there might be a few errors um, editing-wise. But definitely give it a check out. You, know, you probably disagree with some of my <laughs> games I put up there. But that's okay. <laughs> that's allowed. It, yeah, remember, it's, it's okay to disagree with Steven. Sometimes he... Uh, Especially when he talks about movies and stuff like that. I've never been wrong about movie opinions. Oh, my goodness. Never. Okay. We never. won't go down that no. rabbit hole, though. No, we're not going to. <laughs> we got a whole show to get through that's here. A, that's a deep rabbit hole. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Terminator 2 is awesome. 
I feel anyway. perfect. I feel personally attacked right now <laughs> for my so, just correct opinion. But again, that YouTube channel is the Gaming Hub podcast. Uh, we're, we're trying to do different types of videos, and there'll be more and more of them coming up where rather than just doing Let's Plays, where we're just, it, it's kind of like a YouTube version of a Twitch stream. We're instead trying to do things like, you know, top fives and digging into different games and talking about what we're looking forward to, things like that. Um, so we hope you give that a look and uh, hit subscribe on YouTube as well and support us there. And if you want to support the show, there's a couple different ways to do that. We've got... Uh, Twitch, you can head on over to Twitch, and if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get a free Twitch Prime sub to use every single month, and if you choose to use that uh, for uh, to help support us, we'd really appreciate that. And if not, use it on someone. Help someone grow, get better, uh, grow their channel, you know, and, and achieve their goals. The other way, is we have a Patreon page, where you can head on over there, patreon.com slash gaming hub and uh, take part there uh, we want to thank all our patron uh, pa new patrons that have taken part in the last few weeks you're helping us achieve all the things that we you know look forward to, to doing for the community here in the next uh, few months and years so with that guys anything else before we head into news and get this thing kicked off let's do this let's do it okay so silence says yes and we'll go <laughs> um so let's start in the news and let's start with Assassin's Creed. So Gamescom was this week, and we got a lot of stuff coming out of that. And not probably not as much as we really wanted to. Like, we didn't hear about a new Xbox controller like we thought we were going to. And a lot of other things, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But we did hear a little bit about Assassin's Creed. So Assassin's Creed Odyssey game coming up soon. Uh, that map for that game is going to be 67% bigger than that of Origins. And probably more importantly... There's no Assassin's Creed game coming next year. They're going to take a year off again. So, Steven, you think that's a good idea? Yeah. Um, people were complaining uh, that they thought that they should take a year off going into this game because of how good Origins was. Um, but uh, I, I think this game's so similar to Origins in a lot of ways that they don't need the time uh, off, or they didn't need the extra year. So. They, they probably re are reusing a lot of like the gameplay and probably even some of the areas just changed the like skins on it basically. Um, but yeah, I do think if, if it's not going to be in this like same type of setting that a year off will, will help them go and make a better, better game. Cause what happened with the old ones is they tried to change the story and like locations and everything so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they didn't give them enough time to, to design it that they turned out not so good so yeah but this game looks really good so i'm i'm excited even if it did only have a year in between origins and odyssey yeah and i i think and Graham, before i throw it to you i think that you know these two games origins and odyssey very much go hand in hand it's almost like you play one then you play the next to get the whole story of those two games mm -hmm. right and do you see the series going more that way where you get a couple games that are kind of companions and then a break uh, before we reset and start something different? Or do you think it's just a year off for a year off? You know, I think the way uh, Assassin's Creed is doing it, if they're going to do it this way, it's a better way of justifying putting down two games back to back mm -hmm. because 
like if they're going to do like a total different like story and world and all that stuff, and they're just going to put out year after year, then it's basically going to be kind of like how it got before. How it got stale, or you're doing the exact same stuff, but it's a little different, but not that much difference. So I think how this is kind of like a sequel, which I don't know if it's technically a sequel, but basically you can look at it as that. And yeah, like I think this is a good way to do it, and then they don't have to worry about having to like like start from the ground up and then it just being the same thing over and over. So mm-hmm. I, I think they'll see how the second one plays out and if it sells really well and gets really positive response and stuff like that, they'd be like, okay, let's take off another year and come back and maybe do two games like we did with these two. Mm-hmm. So I think this is going to be kind of like the test of waters and see how it works out. But I, th- I think people would rather much see this than like, one, two, and three, and then four, and just keep going with like that, right? So I'm definitely yeah. looking forward to it. I did buy uh, the last one, uh, Origins, but I didn't like put much time into it. But I was really enjoying it, so I could see how people like are happy with this decision. So I hope, hopefully, it does well. I think it will. Yeah. So Stephen, same question to you. Like, do you feel like they should have a complete departure after the year off and go into something totally new? Um, and continue to do this sort of back-to-back where the games kind of connect in some way? Yeah. Um, well, it, it really just depends, to be honest. Like, what they're what they're trying to do. I think Origins, as much... I didn't love it like everyone else, and I think it had more to do with the combat, and I missed the, like, uh, Hidden Blade, because um, you don't have it at the beginning, and I'm trying to avoid spoilers here. Um Yes. But you don't start off with it. I'll just say that. Um, I don't know if you get it later on. Anyways. Good talk. Good talk. All right. I, I, missed, I missed having it. And that, like, you know, choking someone out is not the same. And when I play Assassin's Creed, like, I loved the Hidden Blades aspect. And, like, two, when you get the dual Hidden Blades, like, was awesome. And it's why Assassin's Creed 2 is one of my favorite games in the series. And... So I, they went back to to the to its roots, I, I'd almost say, and I don't necessarily know if that was just because they took time off. I think they took time off to, like, you know, come up with how they're gonna go back to like what made Assassin's Creed fun to play in the first place, yeah. and then kind of went from there. So I, I don't, I, I don't know. I think it, I re- I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Okay. I, I, I'd say it probably would be okay if if they if the games were similar if they started doing them in like pairs um, or even trilogies though okay. at in a lot of ways sometimes the third game does get stale just because you've kind of yeah. done the first two uh, yeah. basically Arkham Knight is is an example of that um, yeah I can go with that I mean I liked Arkham Knight but I, I definitely see why people you know, feel the way they do because Arkham Knight was definitely a step down from um, Arkham City in a lot of ways. Arkham City was the crown jewel of that trilogy. But... No, I disagree. Okay, Asylum. well, that's fine. <laughs> but I, I say Asylum was, yeah, but you see my point. Like, one was, was great. Yeah. Two added to it. Yeah. I don't think it reached the same levels, but it was also very good. And mm-hmm. then... Um, Knight kind of missed the mark 
Well, I think I think three just some... tried to bring the the Batmobile in in a bigger way, and it basically turned it into like so many people called it Tank Simulator. Like there were so many modes where you're just like in the Batmobile, like taking out so many enemies and stuff like that. So I'm with you. Like I don't think it has to be a trilogy to be good. It can be just a pair of games that relate yeah. to each other, and yeah. that's fine. And if that's what they can do, and you should get like a two year development cycle or three year development cycle to do that then great and why not so i'm all for Uh, it if it makes the games better because i man it's been a while since i've joined uh an assassin's creed game i'm gonna predict now that the next assassin's creed game is gonna be based on like black flag there's gonna be there's gonna be ship battles because i think they're seeing i think they're seeing the popularity of it with skull and bones and sea of thieves so and a lot of people say Black Flag was one of their favorite games, and they really enjoyed yeah. it. So who, I, I who, think we will see one. Who invited that, you back? That is my. <laughs> so <laughs> no. here's here's the problem, and real quick, Steve, before you go, I here's the problem. I think by the time that game comes out, two years from now, I think people are going to be burnt out on it because you've got see these right now. You're getting Skull and Bones also from Ubisoft, and I, I don't know if another black flagish type game is the right way to go because I think they're taking a lot of what really worked well in black flag and putting it into skull modes. And yeah. Yeah, building it upon is a Ubisoft that. title. So yeah. I, I, I think that's what they're going to focus. Yeah. I don't think it'll be um, in like, I don't think it'll be a black flag game because they're, they're ship like it'd be like a watered down version of skull and bones more than likely like skull and bones from what we saw at E3 a few months ago looked amazing. And yep. like, it's I can't see having that and having a full Assassin's Creed story. Um, yeah. I guarantee there are cameos in Black. Well, okay, I can't guarantee because Ubisoft. Who knows what they're <laughs> gonna do? But I, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw some some little little Easter eggs in in. Uh, oh my gosh! Odyssey. Odyssey. No. No, 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 no. The Skull and Bones. Skull I don't and know Bones. Just, oh, okay. I see yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. About Assassin's Creed, like, especially maybe Black Flag, but I don't... So you're saying that you think it might be set in the Assassin's Creed world, so to speak? I mean, potentially. Maybe. I, I mean, that, that would be kind of yeah. cool. I, I was just thinking there might be, like, some joke, like, Easter egg hidden fun things for sure. those that are big Ubisoft fans. I just don't yeah. see them going back to a a pirate-themed Assassin's Creed game when you have a pirate game coming out. And yeah. potentially so soon. Now, the ne- if they if they do do this thing where they do, like, two games at a time, the, <laughs> the, 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 du- the duet or whatever you want to call it, the next two games after the next two games. Yeah. <laughs> so not the next set of two, but the set so, after. So you're talking about like 2023 wow. at that point. Yeah, yeah. Welcome sure. to but, Predictions 2025. I'm saying that that's the one I could foresee having, like, going back to the Black Flag type gameplay, especially if Skull and Bones does so well. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I just don't see Black Flag well, being the next Assassin's Creed. And who knows? That's Skull, too- Skull and Bones might even be out by then. So <laughs> we'll see. No, I, I think Skull and Bones will be out next fall, and it's it's going to be a tentpole game for Ubisoft next year. Um, the game looks fantastic. And, so and I think it's drawing upon everything that was awesome about Assassin's Creed 4 and building upon that to create a story unique or uniquely around it. So, so, sorry, Graham, go ahead. What were you no, so I was say, then it's 
probably safe to say probably the next Assassin's Creed would be next gen consoles around that time. Yeah, it very yeah. well might be, and that and that like, may be it, so. Good point. Like, is that why they're taking a year off? Is because, it like, to develop on the next gen tech? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is it to take two years to develop on the next gen technology? That's a really good question. What do you think, Stephen? Well, I guess you know he proved that that he he, he deserved to be back um, there with yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> that was like a good addition. I'm like, I but, gotta have that wasn't even about world. like Bethesda or Nintendo. Yeah. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think you're right, Graham. That no, I, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, it's probably just to to develop for the new system, and they might be mm. going back to a yearly release, and it's just because of the new system coming out that they're 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 waiting. Yeah. So there you go. Okay, heard it from Graham first. Yeah, good job, Graham. All right, let's move into another game that Graham just loves and endears, uh, or is endeared to, uh, PUBG. Because so, I'm so good at it. Yeah. What's the best you ever finished in PUBG, Graham? Uh, well, I didn't get any kills, but maybe I was in, like, maybe in the high 30s, possibly. All depends okay. on how many people died coming in <laughs> to the game or backed out, or how well I hid. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. But I didn't so, earn those numbers, but I gained, but I got them. <laughs> and real quick, uh, thanks, Casey Gray, for the uh, sub on Twitch. Really appreciate that. Um, but, Graham, uh, PUBG is leaving Xbox uh, Game Preview next month because we're going to see PUBG 1.0. So that means, like, the entire map will load in instead of being, like... Like invisible. <laughs> well, that, that means that it's means? launching. That means it's becoming a full game now, right? They've okay. talked about the DLC they're bringing out, and or the upgraded maps and whatever, the new content, all that stuff. So it, it's finally leaving the stage of like where it's just you know early access or game preview or whatever. And Stephen, I want to ask you: like we talk about Fortnite a lot, and PUBG's PUBG was all the rage like a year and a half ago. Remember, it was a finalist for Game of the Year. Yeah. Yes. Game Awards. And then Fortnite came on the scene and, like, just blew it out of the water. Does that mean that Fortnite's failing? Does it mean that Fortnite, or not Fortnite, uh, PUBG, does it mean that PUBG's failing? Does it mean that PUBG needs to do something big and special? No. I I want to know what their concurrent, like, player base is. Um, yeah. I know Steam ha has those numbers pretty available i i don't know if xbox or playstation does but um i, I would like to Whoa, see did the you say playstation players. game's not on yeah, playstation i know yeah, but it, I, I was just saying in general oh, that right, right, right. playstation oh, okay. and xbox don't necessarily have their concurrent player base sure. anyhow um I, I would like to see the concurrent player base but i i still think there's quite a few people that are playing uh pubg and the in like the, the the sign will be when like Call of Duty releases how how many people are still playing PUBG then because mm -hmm. you might have people that go over for a more probably smoother experience because um, even though PUBG's 1.0 or will be on the Xbox yeah. when it went 1.0 on the PC it was not a smooth game I should say no, there were still glitches and stuff sure but people liked it um, I know there's still people that play it a lot. 
Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's failing. Um, I think Fortnite just appealed to a broader audience, though I don't think they appealed to the same audience, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, no, I, I don't agree. think there are a lot of people that switch from PUBG to Fortnite. No. Yeah, so, but... so Graham, if I were to throw both games in front of you right now, Fortnite and PUBG, which one would you play? You have to pick uh, one. PUBG. Okay, why? Because I suck at building. Uh, okay. I, I like the more realistic side of PUBG. Um, I'm not big on the cartoony kind of thing and break take out this giant axe or sledge or pickaxe, whatever you want to call it, and break down, like, stuff and gather materials. Like, I play enough material-gathering games, even though it's not quite the same with the inventory and stuff like that. But you still got to, like, beat down stuff and then go build and stuff like that. I'd rather just get an airplane, jump down in a parachute, go around, scavenge, like, buildings and stuff like that. And maybe get a vehicle and go after people. There's no vehicles in Fortnite, is there? There were. Yeah, there, there were are, like the golf carts. Yeah, the golf carts, and there were the shopping carts for a shopping little while. Carts. Okay. Yeah. But not like the vehicles in PUBG. So no, I per- personally I like PUBG better. Mm-hmm. I probably played both of them almost the same amount of time, and did just as terrible in both of them. But I feel like I enjoyed PUBG more. Um, like you said, yeah, the realistic side of it probably appeals to me more. Yeah. How about yourself? And, what would well, you choose? Yeah, and I would take PUBG as well. And it's not that one's better than the other. I think they appeal to very different audiences. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, and this is just opinion, but I bet I'm not wrong on this. That, you know, Fortnite skews to a much younger audience base than PUBG does. And I think that the... Uh, lack of a better term, cartoonish nature of Fortnite, plus the building, plus the just phenomenon that it's become, not to mention the free-to-play aspect yeah. of it all, which is so huge. So your friend can easily get that game. It's not like, yeah. oh, my mom will buy me that game, or right. or, or I'm hoping to get it for my birthday. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'll go home and get it right and download it. Yeah, plus the fact that it's become like this Twitch phenomenon, right? It appeals to that younger base of player. And I think that that's awesome and good for them and great for Epic. Like, they've found a goldmine and good for them. And they continue to update the game constantly and add new stuff in and make it a a new experience. And good for them. And good for all the people that love it. PUBG, I think, is a different experience for a different kind of player. And, Steven, I think you hit on something. I think PUBG is much more threatened by um, Call of Duty uh, Black Ops 4's Blackout and potentially Battlefield 5's um, Battle Royale mode than they are by Fortnite in terms of taking their player base away. And, I agree. Yeah, because I, I think they appeal to very different players. So, Stephen, like you, where you work, like your audience base where you work is decidedly younger. Um, there's a lot of interest in Fortnite there, isn't there? Yes. Um. Man, they all ask me to play with them, too. I say, no, I hate that game. Fortnite sucks. <laughs> but <laughs> they all love Fortnite. Like, I saw a joke the other day on Facebook. Um, and it was like, it was like middle school dances nowadays look like a Fortnite lobby, or probably look like yes. a Fortnite lobby. And I was like, that is 100% accurate. Just because yep. I, like... Anytime the kids like have just feel like dancing, it's Fortnite dance. Yep, all of them. That's all yeah, they do. 
Yep. And that's the uh, point I was going to make is that like elementary schools and junior highs don't have to make rules around stuff that you see in PUBG. Yeah. But they have to with stuff in Fortnite. Like yeah. they had to make rules. We've never heard a single thing about like parents buying their kids lessons for PUBG. At least not in the mainstream, right? Yeah. I mean, it might exist, but we talked about it a few weeks ago, like parents buying their kids lessons for Fortnite. And that's great. Like if that's what you want to do, I still find it weird, but okay. And, uh, but I think it just, it, it's a different audience and it's a different, uh, I think the only thing connecting the two games is that they're both battle Royale. Yes. Otherwise they appeal to, to totally different groups of people. And I think that PUBG is under much more of a threat from call of duty and battlefield. So Steven, I want to ask you, like, do you think this rushed them to go 1.0 before those games come out? And do you think they're in trouble from those two? That's interesting. I, th I feel like at this point they were probably ready for 1.0, but I do think they probably they might have gone into uh, crunch, as those of you who have listened to Blood, Sweat, and Pixel, or Blood, Sweat, and Pixel episode um, have heard. They probably did go into crunch to get it out a little earlier. Um, so I, it's hard to say they did it only because of that, but I, I bet that, ha that was one factor of it. Um, now, whether or not it's in danger, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Good answer. Like, like Graham was saying that PUBG is more realistic, and it's probably going to be more realistic than even Call of Duty stuff. I know people say Call of Duty isn't that realistic, and in a lot of cases, it's not. I mean, it's a video game, so it can't be realistic. Because um, Battlefield too, you don't respawn in real life. Uh, <clears throat> cough, cough, Battlefield fans. But, um, and I don't think Battlefield's uh, Battle Royale mode is like a staple in that game. I thought it was just, the last I heard, I thought it was like um, like a sudden death mode. Yeah, like, like the last died. stand or whatever. Yeah, so people that only like to play Battle Royale modes, it's, it's tough. Like, again, so, Call of Duty's probably a little less realistic, and if no, they, they actually announced Battlefield 5 Battle Royale. And it's going to be something that comes later. Yep. Mm. It'll be I'm something curious. that comes later. Exactly what that's going to be and how they're going to pull that off. Well, and I think that that'll kind of go into the story that we talk about in a couple stories from now when we go into battle uh, Battlefield. But they do have a plan for, like, long-term ways of keeping the content coming. And I think that Battle Royale is part of that. And we can talk about whether or not that's a good decision when Call of Duty is going to have it on day one. Yeah. So No, it makes sense. Yeah. I, but, yeah. Go ahead. We'll so, talk about that then. Because yeah. I have something to say on that. So remind me. Yeah. When it's time. Right. But, okay. I, yeah, I, I don't think... If I'm the people that made PUBG, I don't know if I'm... I'm worried, but I'm not, like, like sirens blaring worried, if you, if you know what I mean. Like... Mm -hmm. There, there are causes for concern, but I, I still think they're going to have a decent audience for a little while. Um, Battlefield 5's Battle Royale mode is when I'd be more worried than Call of Duty's. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I'm with you on that, 100%. And I, I, think, if, I think if PUBG does a good job putting out good maps and good content, they're going to be fine. I really do. Yes, but, but I, I feel... 
uh, Call of Duty Black Ops will be their biggest competitor, more than Fortnite. Okay, why, why that one? Because, like, Call of Duty has the mass appeal, it has has the fan base, and like, I think people really like the battle royale of PUBG. But then when they see like their favorite franchise, like, is coming out with battle royale. They're gonna jump in on it, and if it's sure. a great experience, and maybe if they even win, like they'll be like, "Well, forget PUBG. I'm just gonna play this one." I, so I, I can see that happening. So, but like, yeah, Go ahead, PUBG Graham. was built from the ground up to be nothing but like a battle royale simulation, like okay, as close as that. So yeah, it all depends on how well it's called Blackout, right? For Black Ops, yeah. yes. Yeah, it all depends on how well Blackout is received. But I do feel that PUBG will lose some of their fan base for Blackout, for sure. Okay. Well, we'll know so, how well it's received yeah. in two weeks when the beta comes out on the yeah. 9th for PlayStation. But if yeah. if I, I have something, I have a counterpoint to that, Tyler. Yeah, so I just, really quick, before you go, I just want to see if you agree with this, Steven. I personally find the the pace and the mechanics in Battlefield to be much more similar to your PUBG, especially pace wise, than anything else than, than Call of Duty is. Well, and I wasn't I, doing I a comparison gonna, for Battlefield. That, but, but that's why I think that Battlefield is a bigger th- uh, threat to it. But Stephen, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, Graham, you assumed something, and I think you assumed it wrong. I think the Call of Duty crowd, the people that like Call of Duty, are playing Fortnite and not PUBG, because Fortnite plays more like Call of Duty does, just with the the speed of the game, the like feel of the shooting. Yes, there's building, so that's kind of new. But I, I, I mean, it's anecdotal evidence at best. Yep. But I know a lot of people that love Call of Duty that also love Fortnite, and I, I have a feeling the Battlefield crowd did gear more towards PUBG just mm-hmm. because it felt more similar. Because um, I think there are people that like like the slow quote-unquote realistic um, gameplay that, like, Battlefield and PUBG has to offer. I I think those are the two comparisons. I think Battlefield compares more with PUBG and Call of Duty compares more with Fortnite. Now, Fortnite has the benefit of just having a lot of people that, you know, don't pay $60 to play the game and they want to play, like, because it's free, so they're not going to upgrade. Um, So, but I, I do think a lot of the Call of Duty players, while they're waiting on the new one, uh, yeah. Black Ops 4, we're playing Fortnite. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that 100%. So, I mean, time will tell, we'll, and we'll see. So, But essentially, if you were in early on PUBG on Xbox, you the game will be 1.0 next month, and it'll be out of game preview. So you'll have the full game. Yeah, the, uh, the so price isn't going up, right? Like, we have if you did. Well, it's in preview, I, right? So if you already paid for it. Sure, but yeah. I mean... For those that didn't, because like we happy. No, few I don't think it is like twenty five, and then mm-hmm. twenty five or thirty, and then the game comes out at sixty. Granted, that was like way longer wait, but but wasn't that yeah. the purpose of the preview program? You pay for it at a discounted price, and then when it becomes well re- full price, <laughs> so then you In, don't have to pay for it. No one else. Well, Steam only gives you like a ten percent discount yeah. for early access, so it's up to it's up to the developer what they want to do there. Yeah. But wasn't and, Ark, and how Ark survival early they, like that? Yeah, but uh, like Ark put it in a preview long, long, long before they went to full release. And yeah. just like uh, We Happy Few did. And We Happy Few, like the 
the preview edition was a totally different game than what came out, you know, at the end. And I would still argue the the end game is not a sixty dollar game, but that's a different conversation. I got so, a feeling PUBG will be more expensive. Maybe. I forget how, I forget how much I paid for it. Was it forty? I don't remember. Uh, I think it was. Well, it might have been for you, Canadian. Yeah, for but, Canadian. Um, I think it's thirty. It was thirty, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I don't. I don't think it got more expensive on 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 Steam. So I. I yeah. I don't know. I guess we should have looked, but I haven't yeah. seen anything about price increase. But yeah, we'll see what ends up what ends up happening with that. But uh, yeah, you know, we'll know let's, soon. Let's talk about something that might be a good deal for a lot of people, and that's Xbox All Access. So not officially announced at Gamescom, but we heard rumors like running wild about this starting on Monday and throughout the week. So Xbox All Access is a program that is rumored to be a monthly payment service. So think about like your when you get a new iPhone and you go through whoever your provider is and they're like, okay, you want the iPhone, you know, X, whatever. It's like 30 some dollars a month tacked onto your phone bill. That's what Xbox is looking to do here. And it includes an Xbox One S or X, Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Game Pass, all inclusive for a set dollar amount. And, uh, according to the information that we have is $22 a month for the S and $35 a month for the X also comes with, like I said, Xbox Live Gold for a year and um, Game Pass. And it's a two-year payment plan, so you have those things throughout the entire two years. And we had a question from a member of our community, um, Captain Chronic 92 What are your thoughts on the room and Xbox All Access plans? Uh, would you consider going about it this way? And he does mention you'd save like 20 bucks on an X overall over two years. I don't think it's about... I don't, they're not catering to me with this. They're not catering to you either, Steven or Graham. They're catering no. to people who don't have an Xbox right now. Or three. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, if you want to get an additional one, great. But this is for people who want to get in brand new. Yes. That's a and, great way to bring in new people, though. Yeah. Because if you think about it, like we were doing the math for the show, like the, the One X is 500 bucks, and a year of gold is 60 and... A year of Game Pass is 120 so you're talking $680 out of the gate to get an Xbox One X and really be able to do anything with it and have a bunch of games out of the gate. That, man, that's a tall order for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, $35 a month on the, you know, in comparison is pretty affordable. You know, at least much more affordable for some people. And might entice people to get in, you know. So, Graham, what do you think? Do you think this is something that is a good idea if it ends up being true? Uh, you know, I think this is a great idea. It's a great idea to expand your your uh, customer base because, like, a lot of people still have just the 360. Like, they like Microsoft and Xbox, but they're like, I don't want to spend all that money all at once. So when they see this affordable option then I think it's great. Uh, and I even think it's great for people who, say, have an Xbox One S. Uh, they have a 4K TV uh, HDR, and um, they want to get the One X. And say if they already had all, or not all access, but if they had, like, Game Pass and stuff like that, then basically they could cancel that and do this deal and get a One X. So I think it could appeal to people who have One S and want the One X and don't want to put out all that money, and it could bring on new customers. So if this actually comes to fruition, I think it's a great idea. But 
one thing is, if this is something that they're considering, why wouldn't they consider this and announce that at E3? So, like, when's our next potential announcement for this? Will this be next E3? Or no. is there another another big I, event coming up? Or do you think they'll well, just announce it one day? I think they're going to announce it really soon. And the rumor is, before I throw it to Steven, that this was something that was going to be maybe North America only or maybe United States only. So they didn't want to announce it at Gamescom, which is a European-centric you know, game show. But Stephen, what do you think? Like, is this a good deal? I mean, yeah, just sure. Number wise, you're saving like a hundred bucks for the S and 50 bucks for the X. I you, you did the math. I mean, if you, assuming you pay for gold and stuff, um, at this deal, like for the X it's 840 bucks over two years. Whereas for all that, that's included, um, without that, it is, uh, I'm sorry. 860 so you're saving what 20 yeah. bucks there um yeah. but you save more on the s because assuming the s the s is what 250 or is it 300 i may have put the price in there. i think Probably you can get it for 250 yeah, yeah. but you're, you're saving you're saving money you get a bunch of good games and you don't get hit all at once because like it's it's kind of hard to drop 500 bucks on the console i mean yeah it's it just like for a lot of people um but this is great for those of you that like have like uh, not necessarily a fixed income, but an income where you you don't have a lot of spending money. This this might be a way for families to get families to be able to like have some sort of entertainment system, because like people deserve to you know have some form of entertainment, no yep. matter how much money they have. You know, yeah. Uh, so this I think it's a great deal, and I almost wonder if it'd be a good deal like if i if i should do it <laughs> i know no. i i almost wonder why something like this didn't happen before maybe the and, next xbox system well that i hope yeah and i i think this is a lead up to the next gen console because you're gonna offer people a much cheaper way to get in at the beginning yeah which I would is probably fantastic do but yeah. here's my question to you guys and steven i'll throw it to you first does this just show that they're Xbox is kind of waving the white flag as far as exclusives go, and they're all in on Game Pass the rest of the way, this gen, until 2020. Well, I think E3 was showing the, waving the white yeah, flag. Yeah, I mean, but... it kind of was, but is this sort of the nail in the coffin in that argument? Is it just like, hey, we're all in on Game Pass, that's our thing right now? It's it's We can get people in at a relatively low barrier of cost, and you'll have a bunch of games available to you to play with, you know, unlike having to buy a console and then you know the live service and then games on top of it for 60 bucks a pop now you can just get in for this monthly price and have you know a, a ton of games over 100 games available to you from the moment you boot it up yeah 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 i think so because i i really do think that the new generation is coming in 2020 it's just yeah the more I think about it, the more that's being shown, it's almost feels like a guarantee. Yeah. Um, and as someone in Twitch just pointed out, they did purchase five studios uh, during, they showed mm-hmm. they purchased five studios at E3, but none of those studios are going to have games ready by the time they're going to have games ready for the next system. Yeah. So yes, if I, this is the nail in the coffin for this system. Mm-hmm. This is a test in my opinion for, um, to see if, if this gets taken advantage of well, which I, I have a feeling it will be, 
Um, cause people I think would rather pay like 35 bucks a month over $800 at one time. Well, yeah. it's not really $800 cause you're not sure. paying for two years of gold and two years of game pass at the same yeah. time. But I think this is a test for the next Xbox. Like you, you kind of hinted at earlier. And if this goes well, I was t- talking to you this week about it. If this goes well, I could totally see them having this for like next generation's Xbox and I think they'd get more sales than Sony if they did it this way because yeah. it's a way to get a new console without having to drop 600 bucks, assuming that's five, five or 600, which would probably be what the new consoles cost. Yeah, and how smart are they for using this time? They, they know that in terms of like sales versus, you know, units sold versus units sold. They've lost this generation. It's yeah. not a failure for Xbox, but they're not going to catch Sony and whatever. It's fine. But congrats to Sony for all their success. That's awesome. Good for them. But at the same time, what better time to test out this stuff to set up to have a successful launch of the next gen? And I think they're playing their cards right right now. Graham, what do you think? No, I agree with you. I think Sony is like, oh, man, why didn't we think of this idea before? Like, Are we, they, though? Can we, can we steal this idea? Well, I, I don't know, but this is a great opportunity to bring... If you're a company and you're looking to bring on more customers, even Sony, this is a great way to bring on more. Like, Sony might have more people right now, but this allows Xbox to grow substantially. And the thing is, mm-hmm. like, when people look at the systems, like, oh, I get the system, but now these games are $80 a pop Canadian. And now they have Game Pass. Like, Game Pass is like, okay. So I pay just this much a month or whatever, and then I get access to just a ton of games and new releases as well. So they have the games to back it up, and they have the system. So, yeah, I think it's on right now. And I think Xbox is, like, they're, like, coming out, like, full force into the next gen. So I think Sony is like, uh, maybe we should do this cross-play thing that everybody keeps yelling at us. Like, I think... Sony's going to have to do a little bit of damage control. So uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how they respond to this because well, it seems to be all Xbox right now. They do, but they don't because, yeah, public, you know, all the stories can say one thing about Sony, but at the end of the day, when the sales figures say something totally different, the Sony doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. And I don't blame but, them for not caring. They shouldn't. If they're still just crushing everyone else in terms of sales of consoles, like, why should they? Sorry, Stephen, go ahead. I think they really do have to think, though, if... I mean, we're getting a little far ahead here, but if Xbox yeah. keeps this going for the new generation, Sony definitely has to think about adopting something like this. Because I, yeah. I don't know if you can compete, um, especially if Microsoft has the games. Because that's... Again, that is what's needed. That You need to have games on your system. Um, and Microsoft hasn't had that in a couple years. Like, nothing really that makes you, oh, I need to buy an Xbox. Um yeah. So if they have the games though coming on the new new console like soon in the launch window, kind of basically what the Switch did, where you yeah. have two really like 10, 10.0 games, and you can make yeah. some arguments that one of them didn't deserve it, but you know I'm not gonna do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, then then yeah, like this is this does threaten Sony, but well, uh, time will tell if Sony sure realizes. Yeah. And, and looking forward again, the, the problem with all of this for, for next-gen launch is Xbox would have to have backwards compatibility set up from day one, 
hit the ground running. And then at that point, all of your Game Pass games are going to be back and pack games, except for first party launch titles. Assuming they keep Game Pass going, but yes. Yeah, and, and but you have to think that they will, right? Like, you have to think that as part of this, you know, if they continue this type of service in the next generation where you can have the monthly fee, Game Pass would be part of that. Yeah, and backwards so, compatible will be right away. I'm 100% it, it sure. Would it would have to be. Because they, like, they've been pushing that. That is their their game plan. That's how everything forward, going forward, will be backwards compatible. So, yeah, yeah I that would be such a misstep if they did that, but I don't see that happening. Yes. I, I don't either. I'm, I'm with you. But they're, they're, what I'm saying is that there'd be a really limited library of new-gen games for the first six months. And really, the appeal of this would be in terms of the lower price versus the that high sort of barrier of entry, you know, of $600, $800, whatever it is, for, you know, the console plus Xbox Live Gold plus, you know, Game Pass or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, I know you can get Xbox Live Gold monthly, but that ends up costing you twice as much if you do that. So, you know, there's there's that too. So... But I, I think all in all, it's a really good offer by Xbox. I think it's a good all branch to the gaming community. And hopefully, you know, people take advantage of it. And hopefully, well, first of all, hopefully it's actually announced, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and they actually do it. Yeah. Um, but if it is, you know, hopefully people take advantage of it. So, all right. Um, under a game that's had some struggles, even though it looks really fun, guys. Uh, Battlefield Five. You know, we were all really impressed with gameplay from this game when we saw everything we've seen so far and even steven who is you know you're not a battlefield guy you're more of a call of duty guy but you've even said like battlefield 5 looks fun um it did it did look yeah. fun during the trailer yeah so ea and dice have a contingency plan for battlefield 5 if the game does not sell well out of the gate and that includes lots of new content etc to keep the community engaged. And I think that Battle Royale is part of that. But this is all on the heels of the reports this past week. Uh, Battlefield 5 being as much as 85% behind Call of Duty Black Ops 4 in terms of pre-orders. So what do you think about them having a contingency plan? Like, is that... I mean, obviously it's good. Yeah, no, is there's it, nothing, is it nothing wrong with having a contingency plan. No, but is it enough? Um... Well, it's, it's hard to tell, but you're talking about introducing Battle Royale. So it's basically, if they do really well, they're going to be like, nope, we're not going to release the Battle Royale. So I've, I don't know if it's actually a contingency plan or this is things that they're going to do anyways and they're calling it that. But me personally, I have not pre-ordered either one of those games, but I will be getting Battlefield Five. I don't know when I'll be pre-ordering it, so I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there like me as well where you don't feel like it's necessary to run and scramble and pre-order it right away. So I, I th I'm not worried. I, I don't think Battlefield, I don't think EA or, or DICE should be worried because this game is a great game and it, it proves it. I know when it first releases, sometimes there's issues and stuff like that, but they do get it right eventually hopefully to get it right right away this time but i have no intentions of getting call of duty over battlefield if i do get call of duty 
I guarantee you I will have Battlefield before I do that. But okay. yeah, I'm I'm not worried. And but it's always good to have a contingency plan if that's exactly what it is. But yeah, and I don't think like the battle rail is part of the contingency in terms of like, well, if it sells well, we're not going to put this out. Of course, they're yeah. putting it out. But yeah, obviously. It's more of a here's all the stuff we're going to have to offer to keep people engaged and keep people wanting to get the game. Steven, I, I know there's a lot of factors going into why Battlefield pre-orders are lower. Um, we're not going to debate all that, but at the end of the day, like, do you think most people that are going to buy this game have committed one way or the other yet? Yeah, I mean, I, you're either a Call of Duty person or a Battlefield person, or you like both. Um, so I, I think people... I don't think there's that many people that like are like, well, I, I have to wait and see, type of thing. Yeah, I think you just I'm with you. enjoy one or the other, um, and I think uh, I have no data to back this up besides my own like evidence, uh, my own anecdotes. But like, I wonder how many people pre-order games anymore, because it seems like GameStop, you know, is has gone even away from selling games Game to Spot. selling merchandise. Yeah, That's a GameSpot. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, GameStop. Uh, Amazon now has canceled their like twenty percent bonus in lieu of like a ten dollar yep. credit for select games. Uh, mm. Best Buy got rid of their Gamers Club. So I just I wonder if these pre like pre ordering games just don't seem as important to me. Like I I basically switched to all digital. I know you have yes. as well, Tyler. Same. And here. there's yeah. a reason for that other than just. You know, there's convenience. Lazy, yeah. lazy, lazy. Well, lazy. convenience yeah. is fun, but... <laughs> but Graham, I mean, you have two uh, outside of share, Switch. Oh, uh, listen, I'm, I'm lazy as well. <laughs> if you get game share, though, like, you um, you have to buy digitally if you want the other person yep. to be able to play it. That is true. So... But if you're selfish like me... But when... It, there, and Battlefield didn't really have a, a benefit to pre-ordering. At least not... It didn't no. seem to be. I mean, there's make a it, slight one oh. that we'll talk about here. Cause I know you... Game, GameStop and has sometimes they have exclusive um, for yeah. pre-ordering. Yeah, That's not much. Right. It's like, cos- like a gun skin or something, right? Yeah, the cosmetic stuff means absolutely nothing to me. Yeah, yeah. Like right. that, you know, and I, I, I might be the minority there. I don't know, but I know that you get the, the beta two days early if you pre-order the game. You get it on uh, September what sixth, versus or no September fourth. If you pre-ordered, and then September sixth is the start of the open beta, so you get it two days early. But that was that was my thing. Call of Duty's beta was only for those who pre-ordered the game. Yeah. So I'm I'm sure and and knowing Blackout was coming, I bet you they sold a lot of pre-orders because people were just really curious about about um, Blackout and wanted to try it out. Um, yeah. So and then Red Dead, it's. It's hard to compare. You can't compare Red Dead and Battlefield because Rockstar hadn't made a game in eight years. Yeah, so five or, years, but yeah. Okay, it feels forever ago that I know um, it does, but yeah. GTA Five came out. So, anyways, um, like people were gonna pre-order that game just because of like that, and you did mm-hmm. get some benefit to pre-ordering early. By July thirty-first, I think you got like extra gear and loot and treasure chests or something something like that and if you're on playstation you get even more so yeah but like battlefield there's really no benefit to pre-ordering so it's like i'll just pick it up day one it doesn't matter or like the week before 
so I can preload it. Like, why do I need? Why do I? Why do I spend it now? The money doesn't even come out of your account unless you, like on Xbox at least, um, unless you're paying with like, like the prepaid cards or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, what's the point? Um, well, and here here's my thing too that. Okay, so Battlefield's or not Battlefield, Call of Duty is one of those unique games where it's one of those rare games that it might be the only game somebody buys all year. And they play it all year long. They play Call of Duty. And, you know, Man's another one of those. A couple other games as well. NHL. But not NHL. What? Some people buy. That's well, the only game they people, buy. Yeah, but some people buy FIFA and that's all they play all year. But those two, <laughs> like, stand out. You yes. know, and okay. there's some others as well. So, but what I'm saying is there are people that just look for that Call of Duty game every year and they're going to buy it no matter what. And uh, they pre-order that game the moment it becomes available. There's a guy that I work with. Battlefield's the only game he plays. The only game. And he found out there was a new Battlefield game coming this year when I told him there was a new Battlefield game coming this year. Because I asked him. Because I knew he was a huge Battlefield fan. He plays a ton of Battlefield 1. And I said, hey, man, are you excited for the new Battlefield game? And his response was, there's a new Battlefield game this year. Like, he didn't realize the new most, one every year? <laughs> no, no, every other year. But okay. he, uh, but he's, I think, is symptomatic or, or representative, I should say, of most gamers. Like, we we get caught up, and, and guys, we're on the, like, inside of this, we're on the other side of it. We do a podcast, we, in our community, are people who listen to podcasts and read all the articles and all that stuff, and they get super involved, right? But that's the minority, of people who buy games. And I think that to freak out over pre-order figures, and Steven, I'm with you, I think less people pre-order games now than they did a few years ago. Yeah. So I think that's part of it too. But I think for those staple games, like Call of Duty, people are going to pre-order it no matter what because that's the game they play. And I'm just, I'm interested to see what the feedback is out of the beta because if the beta is fun and it's good, like, I, I think you're going to see the pre-orders take off for the game. But that's just me. Yeah, I agree. And I'm not... Like, Battlefield 3 was the last game I think had a terrible beta, and then the game, like, came out right behind it and was also terrible. And so they've had, what, two games in between there? Has it only been two? Four. Uh, plus oh, uh, two. Two. So yeah, Battlefield yeah. 4, Hardline, and Battlefield 4. Or 3. three. Yeah. But, and expansions that made the game better anyways. So, like, I, I'm not necessarily worried that the game's not going to be good. I mean, everything that's been shown, it, it looks really, really, really good. And granted, those are trailers, and sometimes the trailers get, uh, what's it called? V- edited to look really good. But oh, sure. know, Battlefield 1 was good, so I, I assume Battlefield 5 will be a lot of the same. Um, I guess time will tell, but I don't, I don't think pre-orders are as good of an indicator as they used to be for no, how successful the game will be. I don't either. Or even how successful it will sell on day one. So. Yep, I'm with you. And I think the beta is going to tell the tale because, you know, let, let's face it, a, a beta in September for a game that's coming out in October is not a beta stress test it's a stress test and a demo and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that later when we talk about a different game but 
All right, so let, let's move on. Devil May Cry 5. That's a game we saw at E3. Hey, were any of you guys excited about it? Steven? Um, excited? A I mean, no. Well, a little but... bit. I mean, it looked interesting, right? Yeah, it looked, it looked interesting. Okay. So you'll be able to play it on March 18th, 2019. March There's 8th, that. isn't it? March, March 8th. I'm sorry. Did I say 18th? My sorry. You did. My bad. You did. Uh, March worry, 8th, 2019. Thank you, Graham. I'm glad you're back. <laughs> uh, March 8th, 2019. Uh, you'll be able to play Devil May Cry 5. That's when that game launches. So, you know, that's awesome. What I want to ask you guys about, man, we, it used to just be like September through mid-November that we had to just kind of suck it up and say we're not going to have any money for food or anything. <laughs> um, but now, like, late late January through April appears to be the same thing next year. If, you know, if you like to play all the games and stuff like that, there's so many good titles coming out in that span. I mean, are, are we getting introduced to a new thing in gaming where it's going to be two different holiday seasons, basically, worth of big releases? Yeah, I think developers have finally wisened up. Like, the fall is for, like, shooters, um, Battlefields, Call of Duties, and, like, your big, like, Bethesda titles, um, slash, like, Rockstar. And the yep. rest of the the games, and, like, Ubisoft's, like, big, you know, game, yeah. which is Assassin's Creed. But the rest of your studios release in the early parts of the year and spread it out, and you're more likely to have people buy your game for the full $60 instead of on sale mm -hmm. when they have money um, coming coming in the spring. Because, um, I mean, so I guess there is Bioware coming out and a Bioware game coming out in there, but I think they've lost their their claim to being one of the big boys with Andromeda. A little bit. A little bit, um, but, yeah. but it was their B team because their A team was all working on this game, right? That, so that's true, but yeah, I mean, and so I think yeah, I think just they wisened up and realized, you know, if we didn't all release in the same two month window, like maybe we'll we'll get a share of of the profits because people will have extra money yeah. to spend. Do you um, think do you think it's a, a problem where everybody just realized it kind of at the same time? Because now it's like. Remember a few years ago, we had Sunset Overdrive, which, you know, Stephen, you really enjoy. I enjoy. Um, Graham-ish. <laughs> I enjoyed it when I played it. Yeah. But I didn't but play it that game like... Got, yeah. But that game got totally buried in in the release cycle because it's not a super huge shooter and it's not a, a tentpole sequel game. Well, it was a new IP, right? Um, yeah, it was a new IP. So it wasn't a super recognizable title. And I feel like, like Stephen, like you were saying, those are the games that come out in the fall. So now you're putting these games out like, and, and I'm sorry, I know Devil May Cry 5, you know, I know that's a big series, but it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same as some of these other monstrous series that put out sequels in the fall. So I feel like it's, I feel like everybody kind of realized it at once. And now well, all of a sudden you've got you know, um, what is it? You got Crackdown coming out then. You've got um, your game, Steven. What's that game? Kingdom oh. Hearts 3. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3. Sekiro yeah. got a release date too for March 22nd. Yep, yeah, you've got uh, Division 2 yeah. coming out in that time frame as well. And I know we're missing some. I know there's others. Anthem yeah. Yeah. Um, coming Ant out in that time gone. frame. 
Days Gone but coming that's out in a time frame. Yeah. Speak, speaking of, Sony was the first to realize it. They had a Horizon yeah. release in February. Yes. Um, actually, well, I don't know if it counted because it came with the console. Uh, or not, it didn't come with the console, but it was on the same day, which is Breath of the Wild. But that was a early or late spring. That was March. Mm-hmm. March 3rd. Okay, there you go. So early. Well, that spring. was to launch with the console. Though, That's right? so I don't know if that so, counts. But Sony's been, yeah, like the last two years had a bunch of games in in the in the spring. A Persona Five released mm-hmm. in spring. God of War. Yeah. So I think they realized it, and everyone else was like, "Wait, why are we being dumb and all releasing in November and October?" Yeah. And so it's, let's all release in March, because you know. I know. No. Yeah. Another in February too is Met or February. Yeah, it's Metro Exodus. No, yeah, not. so it's another one that looks amazing. Like I don't know if it's for me, but it, like visually, the game looks amazing. Yeah. Um, I think I might so, get that one. So when Stephen, you say they all realize, like they all realize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like when everybody's in one now. lineup and they're like, "This is going to take forever," and then everybody yeah. goes through the other lineup. It's like, well, I know, it's still going to take forever. So it's like fall has been cleared for you know Red Dead and Call of Duty, Battlefield. Your big shooters like oh, Halo, oh, whenever that Fallout, comes out, Fallout, Gears of War, Fallout, yeah, Fallout, um, those types of games, and then, and, and Graham, there's Bethesda games that I think would have benefited from releasing in that like spring window, like your uh, Wolfenstein Two, you know, I think that would have benefited from releasing more in that spring window, because the first one released like late spring, early summer, if I remember correctly. And it did extremely well. And then the second one released in October, not so much. It kind of got buried a little bit. So I think that there's a case to be made for it. But I think, like like I said, Stephen, when you said everybody, it was everybody. So I, I feel like the, the early part of the next year is going to be just as expensive as like the next two months is going to be. What you guys think? No, I, I think you're right. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's move on. And we have finally to wrap up news. Uh, Bioware, who Stephen you mentioned earlier, they stayed at Gamescom this week. Something that I've been waiting for a developer to say forever, <laughs> but finally they said it because they got asked, like, "Will Anthem have a beta?" And the, the, the person for Bioware was like, well, we have what? And they're like, a beta. And they're like, oh, you mean a demo? And they fully admitted that Anthem's beta is a demo for the game. It's not a beta. It's too close. It's going to be too close to release. To actually fix anything in the game, it's actually going to be a demo. And I'm sure they'll do stress tests and all that stuff as well. But they're also having alpha tests that are closed. Once they open it up in a beta, that's a demo of the game. Yep. For everybody to try out. I'm day, really day one I, patch is where they'll fix it. Yep. I'm really happy to see a developer actually admit that and say, you know what, this is a demo. This is not a beta. Because we see it so much and Oh yeah. You know, Everywhere. This fall we're gonna see the same thing, Graham. Uh Fallout demo. Yeah. And uh Call of Duty, mostly demo. Battlefield, demo. All that stuff. Like, it's really just a demo. Destiny was, it has been big on this as well. 
they don't make any game fixes. They just, you know, they test the servers and make adjustments there. But the, the game is what it is at that point. They're not going to make any massive changes to it. Not without a six-month delay. So, Stephen, what do you think? Are, are you kind of happy to see this go this way? I mean, not really, <laughs> to be honest. What? The beta's... Because the beta helps stress test it, and these games always yeah. have issues um, with servers. Okay, and that like when when you hear demo, I that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be mul- like multiplayer. Because then they talk about like your your world that you're in is your own, and then you go out out into the world, and then you play with people, or like the hub or whatever you want to call it, yeah, like the yeah, little yeah. town is like your yeah. own, and then so yeah. I. I I wonder if if it will be a stress test, in which case I don't care if it's a beta or a demo. I understand right. the meaning. It's not a big deal when they call it a beta, even if it's a demo. Because right. most of the time, these betas are just stress tests, in which case it is a beta. Or they just, instead of calling it a stress test, they call it a beta. I, I don't know why, <laughs> why no, you have I'm such good. a big issue there with that, Tyler. No, no, no. So here, here's the thing. I'm good with stress tests. I'm 100% good with those. Now, to be fair, though... Sea of Thieves did a ton of stress tests. And then what happened, like, the first three days of Sea of Thieves launch? Yeah, but they were dumb in another way, in which they didn't foresee it succeeding so well because of Game Pass. Like, if you could pay $10 to try the game out for a month, like, why would you not? I don't know why they didn't foresee the amount of players. That was really dumb. Uh, It was, and it wasn't the only really dumb thing that was surrounding that game. That's true. So, So... I don't know. I, I I bet you it's probably going to be the same thing we saw at E3, like that that demo. That like, I wonder if it's going to be that that. So um, I just I yearn for the days. I guess why I feel this way. I yearn for the days of like the Halo Five beta, which was a true beta because it happened in freaking January of 2015, and you have to play a couple different game modes, and they made true and the game didn't come out till October. So they made true adjustments to it, and guess what? Halo 5 multiplayer was really fun. Like, it was, you know, whether whether you like it or not is one thing, but it was pretty damn smooth. And there weren't a whole lot of issues with it. Like, even Graham got into Halo 5 multiplayer. I did, yes. Yeah. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. And Steven, you didn't hate it. Like, I know you liked other Halo multiplayers more, but you didn't hate it, right? Yeah, it was better than Halo 4. Yeah, well, a lot of things are. Breach was Breach to me was the uh, the pinnacle of Halo multiplayer. Though I know a lot of people say yeah. Halo 2, but, you know. Again, yeah, they're wrong. Nostalgia and Rose right. Tinted you know, No, Steven, I'm actually with you on that. I liked Reach multiplayer quite a bit, actually. And, uh, you know, there, there's something to be said for that. Because when MCC came out, how good was multiplayer on that? It didn't work. It didn't work at all. When Battlefield 4 came out, what was multiplayer on that? Broken. I don't mess. remember. I didn't buy it, Battlefield 4. Yeah, it didn't work for, like, forever. <laughs> it took them, like, six months to finally say, like, hey, we have a game that's really good now, <laughs> you know? And, and granted, they did a lot to support it. They made it better, and it turned out to be awesome, but it took about six months to get there. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I just, you know, I I look back to those days where, like, a beta was actually a beta, 
and they use the information to make changes and make the game more fluid and make different things better within the game. But at the same time, like, I get it. Like, because now we do a lot of alphas, much more than before. And now the beta is often a stress test slash demo, which I'm okay with. I, I don't, like, Steven, I, I don't want to sound like I have some, like, super hatred towards that. I don't. I just find it refreshing to hear somebody actually say, hey, it's a demo, it's not a beta. Yeah. So Call it what it is, right? That's all. Unless yeah. it unless it started like five months back or something like that, then maybe you can call it a beta. But when you're that close to launch, you tell it what it is. It's a demo. Yeah. I, I see. I see what you're saying, Tyler. I, I got right. you. Thank I you, Graham. I appreciate you. It's a bunch of old men living in the past. That's why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else, guys? Before we get out of news for the week. Nah. Nah. All right, so that wraps up news for the week, and let's move into releases. And for Xbox, uh, we got Strange Brigade coming out on the 28th. Middle Earth, Graham, Shadow of War, Definitive Edition. On the I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no? Okay. And NBA 2K19, the prelude is coming out on the 31st. Games of Gold, you can get for Honor, Standard Edition through the 15th. Forza Horizon 2. Last, really last chance to get that game. Through the 31st, it's being uh, discontinued on the Xbox Store due to, like, copyright issues, licensing issues for the different cars in the game. So, man, pick that game up by the 31st if you want it. I will. Well, if you want it free. It doesn't get to be until the 30th of September, but... All right, so you got through the end of September, but free through the 31st of August. Yeah. And, again, Stephen, um, I'm sure you've downloaded this already. Disney... Uh, Epic Mickey 2 until the 31st. Is there any other kind of Mickey except Epic? That's right, Graham. You tell them. (laughs) (laughs) So those are your Xbox releases and games of gold. Steven, let's go to you for PlayStation. What do you got? All right. So on the 28th, you can get Yakuza Kiwami 2. Uh, Also on the 28th, Pro Evolution Soccer uh, or evolution i don't know know, whatever 2019 on the 28th um they lost their champions league so you know they don't they don't get it anymore um and on the 31st the game i talked about in the intro divinity original sin 2 also coming to the xbox one um the definitive edition uh is releasing finally and if you had if you bought it in game preview you get the full game um and if you want to play it early you can buy it right now and play it on the xbox so there you go. And then for a PS Plus game, you get Mafia 3 and Dead by Daylight through the end of the month. We're actually a little into September, so you have last chance Excuse to pick it games. up. Yeah, they're pretty okay. So, Graham, uh, tell us the Nintendo games and the free ones. Okay. So first of all, the free ones. Okay. Now let's go on to the new releases. <laughs> uh, we have Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, which will be releasing on the 28th. Then we have, which... I'm sure a lot of people have been excited for and waiting for this. I'm not one of them because I haven't done the second season. But it is The Walking Dead, the Telltale series, the final season. And that will be out on the 28th. And then another big game that people are fans of is Rocket League Ultimate Edition, which will be out on the 28th. Get those for your Nintendo Switch. Graham, I feel like Rocket Games may a uh, Rocket League is a game that's like tailor made for the Switch. I agree. 
that is a great game to take have on the you, road and just play some you, quick games. Have you played it on there? I have. What's it like? Like, does it control well? It controls well, but if you're hardcore into playing it on other systems, it takes you a while to get used to, like, the controls, like the triggers and stuff like that. Yeah. But it does play well. And okay. uh, the cross-play between uh, the Switch and the Xbox and, I think, PC, so there's lots of people in the lobbies all the time. So it loads up a lot faster than if you're playing on the PlayStation. Okay, cool. All right, let's let's uh, let's move into questions now. And, Stephen, what do you got for us this week? All right, first question from Brian Richland asks, uh, was there a video game system you wanted but never got? Like, yeah. ever, ever got, eh? Yeah, for me, I'll say the Dreamcast. That was his answer, actually. <laughs> was it? Okay. And, you know, I, I'll also give, like, you know, honorable mention to the PS3. Never had I never, one? No, I never had a PS3. I had a 360 the whole way through. Ah. Yeah. But the Dreamcast era was amazing. So, like, that era I had... Uh, basically, I went from, like, NES to Genesis to PS1, and then the OG Xbox. And then 360. So. Steven? Well, um... I guess mine would be the Nintendo 64. Uh, my buddy up the street had one when I was a kid. I, I didn't get one. First console I got was the GameCube. Um, so I did kind of want an N64 to play. Um, mm-hmm. I liked playing Mario Kart um, on at his house. And, I mean, PS3 would have been my answer, but I did get one late in the cycle. And you know why I got one, too, don't you, Tyler? Uh, what was it again? Kingdom Hearts. Right. One and two yeah. HD remasters. Of course it was. Yeah. So, so, is, the answer is so, always Kingdom Hearts when yeah. Steven I, so, I, so, Steven, real quick, I can't make fun of you because I was a huge fan of the show 24 when it was on air. Yeah. Right? And on the PS2, which I owned for like a week, there was a game, uh, 24 the game, that was a PS2 exclusive. <laughs> and I went and bought a freaking play, PS2 just to play that game and then returned it. <laughs> so I can't make funny. <laughs> the game wasn't very good. <laughs> Graham. Okay, so I've basically have owned later down the line every system that I've wanted. Uh, there's systems where I didn't get up to way down the line, but I've got it. But a system that I never owned was uh, the Sega Genesis. And the whole reason I wanted a Sega Genesis was for Sonic Spinball. Because that game was so much fun, and I never beat it. And that was back in the day when you wanted to beat every game you played. And that was one of them. So that yeah. would have been a system I would have loved to have had. Non-sarcastically, yeah. I do remember those days. <laughs> yeah. It's time to change. Actually, I yes. did forget... I did really want a Wii U, and I've thought about buying one a few times since, because ah. um, there's a lot of good like JRPGs on there and the Legend of Zelda games um, that came, re- like Wind Waker. But I just mm-hmm. never did, and I guess that's a testament to the Wii U. Just it's so forgettable. But <laughs> um, all right, moving on. Uh, a Graham-specific question from Detroit Trey. For me, uh, yeah, you shouldn't for you. Have... He said, "Would you be willing to buy uh, Tyler and myself?" Fallout 76, if we both promised to playing it to the end with you. 
Okay. Is there an end, Graham? Uh, there is an end game. I, yeah, I assume it means the end game. Like, World of Warcraft doesn't have an end. Neither does Destiny 2, but you know when you're at the end so, game. So as soon as we launch a nuke, I can be like, I'm done. No, you gotta go explore, uh, no. and then you can be You done. gotta explore okay. and okay. Uh, fight some mythical beast that's been radioactive into coolness. And then I can be like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I, I okay. guess so. I don't so want to hear those answer? words, though. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I want to know the repercussions of you guys promising and not going through because uh, then we buy you at, a least, game. at least one of you guys has a reputation of not completing games. So, <laughs> Stephen, Tyler, so, excuse me. So I don't, I don't have to promise to buy you a game. Graham, what game did I buy you? You bought me Jurassic World Evolution. To stream, correct? To stream, correct? Yes. <laughs> uh, wait, 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 wait. But, but did I not stream it? Did I you not? You did. Stream? Like yes, like three times. Yes. You streamed I, as much as I, I saw streamed... City Skylines being streamed. I'll just. <laughs> stream it yeah, I streamed it more than that. <laughs> okay, but, maybe yeah, once more. <laughs> you could witness me streaming as a T Rex or not T Rex. A Triceratops tramples down my. Uh, and that my, was funny, uh, Graham. Uh, like that was group. really good. No, it it, it was funny. I uh, <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was it's a fun game to learn what not to do. Like don't release a uh, dinosaur into a carnivore cage, because yes. as soon as he was born, it was right out of birth. He was like, I'm alive, freedom, the world is so beautiful, and he ran out and got eaten right away by my ceratosaurus or whatever it was called. <laughs> Grant, you were about as smart as the people from the first Jurassic World. It's true. I'll just leave it I, as that. I, I, yeah. you, you ran your park as well as they did. Yeah, I, I don't know what I was thinking, but we, we won't go too far into that. But yes, you did buy me that game, and I did stream it, and I should stream it again. Yes, you're right. So what I'm hearing is Fallout. you're going to buy Fallout 76 for, for me and Tyler. You only have to buy it for one of us if you buy it digitally. We both get it. So It's true. Yeah. Um, am I able to transfer my digital copy to one of you guys because I will own a physical and a digital copy. <laughs> no, I doubt it. So uh, and and oh, you also cannot buy um like a gift. Yeah. Because we learned that with the uh, Jurassic World experience. Yeah, I really wish they would just make it so you like paid whatever the rate is for the country and you bought it, you know, if you have friends out. That's yeah silly but it's true like they promote it and they push it and they're like oh but you can't do that and like say if i was i don't know like 200 meters on the other side of the border because there is a border right at canada in the u.s and if i buy something there i can't play it here different countries yes i i know i'm just (laughs) but yes or the answer question is (laughs) I'm not sure because I don't know if I can trust. <laughs> I don't know if I can trust these guys go to the end, and I'd be like, "Well, I invested in it, and then you guys didn't." So I'll have to think yeah. about it. Depend, depends if they're nice to me, which that's probably always. Me, so. I've never been mean to you, Graham. <laughs> never been mean. But we'll see. Graham, we'll let Graham, you know. I'll let I, you know. Graham, have I ever, have I ever been not nice? Uh, there was that one time. <laughs> really? Yeah. When? <laughs> we don't talk about it though. Okay. <laughs> All right, Stephen. What else you got? All right. Um, Piracy asks. Rumor has it that Anthem is going to be a live service type of game. 
Do you think EA will take a good approach like Warframe or Overwatch with free updates, or a worse approach like Destiny where you pay sixty dollars for half a game? <laughs> I heard about um, that. So I would love to say that it's going to go the former, but I think it'll be the Destiny format. Um, it's not sixty for half a game if you buy no. it inside the game. Like I, I looked yesterday because I, I actually sent Tyler a message. Was like, you know, I'm crazy right now. I kind of want to play some Destiny, so I went. And I, I loaded it up, and, and you can buy it for 40 in the game. You can only buy it for 60 yeah. in the store. I think that's silly, but look at that. You save $20 yeah. for half a game. There you go. So $10 more than half price for half a game. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't mind the model that Destiny has. I think it's okay. I think you get, what, what do we get, two DLCs um, throughout the first year? No, but see, that's where I have the issue, is they... Um, What's, this, what's it called? In Destiny 1, they had a season pass and an expansion pass, right? And, yep. like, the season pass was for DLC, quote-unquote. And the DLC, like, was just not very good. And the expansions was when, like, the good stuff came, right? Well, in, sure, in, sure. in Destiny 2, the expansion pass... They were like, we're not going to have a season pass for DLC. The expansion pass was DLC, Okay, and now they and then they have the year two, which is like the full what the expansion pass was in the first game, and that's what I have the issue with. They just changed the so, name, but didn't change the actual model of what you're getting. Here's what I have an issue with, and this is where kind of day one players get sort of screwed, is that I'm pretty sure you'll be able to go the day that um, what's called Forsaken releases and get Destiny two plus that year two for what sixty bucks. You can. It's already available in the store. Yeah, so you can buy it right now. So you get all that original content and stuff for twenty bucks plus the new stuff. And I sort of have an issue with that. I think you're kinda screwing over your you know, more dedicated loyal players that have been there since day one. And I I, I guess I have an issue with that. So I can see where players get riled up and, and aren't real happy with that format. But I don't know. It is what it is. And, you know, Activision's never shied away from trying to make money. Yeah. I guess we should answer that neither actual is, question, though, and talk about it. Yeah. Well, the but, thing is, neither, neither is EA. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we'll, we'll see, though. They, they did promise to... With Battlefield, you're getting free content, right? Like, there's no season pass anymore? That's, Um, I think, more in response to Battlefront than anything else. True, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I don't know if it'll be as egregious as, like, Destiny is. Um, If you even... You can even make the argument it's not egregious. But I I think it'll be closer to probably what The Division does. True. um, Which is, like, a a $40 actual expansion pass. That's not super bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Sorry. Did, did anyone else have any answers for that? <laughs> well, I guess I know you're a huge Destiny fan. So. Oh no, I don't want to talk about Destiny. Uh, <laughs> about Anthem though, uh, I'm okay with that, especially if the game is good. Like, I will give them more money if it's going to give me more content if I'm enjoying it. But I do have an issue as well when you pay for a season pass and then they come out with other stuff that you don't get. You got to pay for. It's like that kind of defeats purpose of a season pass. And like Tyler yeah. said, if you're on board right away and you give them the money, even though you haven't played it, it's just you trust them, then I think you should be rewarded for being faithful to them. So I know it's about the money, but 
you don't need all the money in the world. Like you can you can give back to the fans that if you didn't have them, you wouldn't have any of that money. So you'd be grateful. Well, yeah, and plus Destiny has a track record now through their two games. Yes. Um, Bungie has a track record with, you know, releasing stuff that isn't like 100% and then kind of figuring shit out throughout the year and and then charging more once they get it figured out for their year two yeah. content, which really is much more of the game that everybody kind of wanted to start with. So why not reward the people who were with you from day one and put up with kind of the crap. Yeah. And like, okay. That, that's just kind of how I feel about it. But Fallout is a great example. Fallout 4. Because they, I forget what the price was, but they released, okay, it's this much price for the season pass. And then they realized, like, wow, we are giving these guys way more content than we were planning. So then they're like, okay, we're going to raise the price from now on. But if you've already paid for it, then that's okay. That's our bad. We'll we're gonna we'll pay for it. So I feel like they should do that. And I bought Destiny two. I regret it, and I will not be buying Destiny three. So what what Let made you regret it, Graham? So just off topic for a sec. Uh, was it the raid? No, it wasn't a raid. It was the okay. repetitiveness of it. Okay. Um, but like you it was, hated the it raid. Was, yes, I did. It was fun <laughs> like going through, like I guess, the campaign, the story, which was really short and uh, yeah. pretty linear, too, if if I'm correct. Yeah, super We got linear. through that really quick just so we can unlock due to raids and all this stuff. But then like all the public events were the same thing over and over and over. And then mm-hmm. I know the raids came later, which maybe brought it a little bit back to life but i didn't really enjoy it but overall no i feel like it was a waste of money and now they're trying to get me to spend more money on no no thanks so steven he's not totally wrong because we played a lot longer than graham did right and every week we'd go in to do the nightfalls and all that stuff and we're like oh which one of the you know five is it this week and you end up doing the same ones kind of repeatedly so i, I get where he's coming from and they just change like a couple things, like the boss might be a little different, but overall it's the same thing. Well, they didn't really even change that that much. I don't know, Steve. What do you think? I mean, I had fun with it. I I put a decent amount of hours in. Um, so I don't know. I I don't I don't think it was that repetitive. I think it was repetitive if you're trying to play a hundred hours. Um, yeah. And I had fun with the raid. I thought it was challenging enough to be in- entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I beat it well, more than all of both of you combined. <laughs> yeah, no, I and, and that's and that's good. I mean, I I follow Destiny too, for the most part. Like in terms of mechanics of a shooter, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. So it plays super well. Yeah, and I enjoy that part of it. Part of sure. me wants to play it again. So will you guys be getting uh, into Forsaken when it comes out? Well, uh, we have a question. That do uh, we? Yeah, we do. What, what a J-Paul asks, with all the new info coming out about Destiny 2's Forsaken, will you be jumping in to give it another shot? No. My, well, we knew your answer, Graham. Tyler. As Steven <laughs> my, would my put first, it, a hard no. My first reaction is no, but probably yes. I, I just... If Steven convinces you. <laughs> we probably will. And we'll probably play it for like three weeks and then be done. But that's just reality. Well, I mean, 
you know, I'm sure there's people in the community that would want to, you know, carry us through a raid. Maybe we, if we have sure. enough, we could get some raids going with our community members. That'd be pretty yeah. fun. Hint, um, hint. Nudge, nudge. Yeah, yeah. Hint, hint. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if y'all are interested, like, join Discord, let us know. Like, I, I am interested in getting back, even if Tyler's not. Like, if we have enough I people. I mean, I on, am. I'm not. I'm, you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, I, this is not for you. <laughs> Steven, you remember there was like a long period of time we'd get on and we would do every week. We'd be yeah. like, oh, the new stuff's up. Let's go. Right. And and yeah, we're doing like the same strikes we've done, you know, 10 times before, but it doesn't matter. Like we were just doing them. Yeah. Like and part, collecting the gear. Part of me wants to really bad. Like I told, like I said, yes, like yesterday, I wanted to play it again. But part of me also understands that Red Dead's coming out, and hopefully the online is different than GTA, and it's more enjoyable. Um, but if not, then Fallout 76 comes out pretty quickly after that, and I think that's yeah. going to take a lot of the multiplayer time away. Not, but not we do to mention two months. That not to mention Battlefield and you know all the other games coming out in the meantime. Sure, but. Like, how long is the Forsaken really going to take to, like, get through? Sure. Like, a I don't know. What Let us know on Discord, and depending on yeah. your guys' answers, will depend on yeah. whether or not we, we get back into the game. Let's just if, if, there's, if there's enough interest. Days later. Yeah. yeah, but Spider-Man is a, a single-player open-world game. Sure. Probably done in 30 hours. Yeah, if there's enough interest, we could easily be swayed into getting Forsaken. Yes, I'm exactly. asking you guys to sway me. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> Next question, Comrade Bro, one fifty one, um, asks, "What is gaming history's biggest flop?" And I'm gonna just preface this: ET is out of the question because that is. Oh come on! That is the biggest. <laughs> flop. So the biggest flop after ET. Now, does I wonder? Does he mean? Oh. I'll allow for anything: consoles, games, um, accessories. Because um, if it's accessories, okay. my answer is Nintendo's VR thing back like a long, long time ago. I forget what Virtual even the Boy? name. Of it. Yes, that one. Ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. That was a that that gave people like seizures, didn't it, and really bad headaches and stuff. Yeah. Because like the color scheme, so that would be my answer. So I'm gonna go since I can't say ET, and if you've never watched the documentary on it, um, go do that. But. I'm gonna say the the Wii U. I was thinking about that. I I didn't know if that would be because, considered a flop, but I'm pretty sure it was a you flop. You know, when you come off of the sales numbers of the Nintendo Wii, yeah, and then you have the numbers that the Wii U had. But that bar was that's set a high. Giant flop. Well, yeah. was it though? Like it was the Wii U wasn't technologically advanced in any way. No, but it's, I it's mean, a top it, selling console. All time, I think. Yeah, it's top selling console of all time, but the the Wii U sold what, like less than twenty million. Yeah, I did. Less than fifteen, I want to say. I'm so thinking it's less than that, but I don't know. Yeah, it was it was bad. Yeah, so um, for me, like it's that, and you know, it's too bad because there were some good games that came out there that didn't get played by a lot of people. Yes, it's true. Like I missed out on a lot of those games. Mm -hmm. Um, for me. Uh, I'm going to stick with the Nintendo route. That's, that's going to be a trifecta of Nintendo. And I'm going to go with the Power Glove. Because I own the Power Glove. I never ever played a game that incorporated the Power Glove. I don't know if anybody ever did that I know of. And I don't know. Did you guys know anybody? If you Did you guys own the Power Glove? You 
play any kind of game with the power glove? Obviously, I didn't if I didn't play anything before okay. the GameCube. <laughs> it was more to Tyler. You said you guys. So. Oh, the, the world. If anybody can answer <laughs> me. <laughs> I, I want to know anybody power... out there. I the did. Community. I did use the power glove before, and it was pretty bad. Would well, you play Punch-Out? Um, I don't remember anymore. I, I know I used it, and it was bad. Yeah, because I, I I know like they showed some games that you could use it for, and I didn't have any of those games, so I think I was using it as like a normal controller on my wrist, which didn't work. Uh, but I know they showed for like Punch Out and maybe some other games. But you can't say they weren't innovative and like trying to go for a technology that there's no way of their machines being able to handle that power. Yeah. I mean, you can't. I mean, Nintendo's kind of... It, it's either a, a very big success or a very big failure. Wow. <laughs> it, yeah. it doesn't really seem to be much in between. We no. did forget one thing. None of us said it. I'm surprised. The Kinect. Um, I think we all just tried to scrub it from our memory. Um, but oh, The thing to turn my TV on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was basically the only function of the yeah. Kinect for me. I, I know I, I know people I, use yeah. it for dancing. That was probably one of the bigger things it was used for. Yeah, just dance was a big But for me it, it turned on my TV. Whatever. It turned on the TV and it like changed my channels. Yes. Yeah. For cable. And it listened to me when I was screaming at the game and I was like, Shut up, Cortana. Oh. <laughs> I mean how is that when I played NHL with you, Tyler? And yes. I'd, be, I'd be like, nice pass. And I'm Yes. Like, I'm like, no. <laughs> what did you have to say for it to go away? I forget now. Stop listening. Um, yeah, yeah, stop, yeah, stop listening. listening. Yeah. Yep. So you playing. Nice you had pass. to preface it too stop by listening. saying, "Hey stop Xbox, listen. stop listening." Like sometimes. No, like yeah. If if it was up though, like it'd show on the screen, right? Yeah. That I was listening, and the, the most like common thing Graham said when we were in party playing NHL was, "Stop listening." Yeah. He's like yelling it at the screen. <laughs> It's the Canadian accent. <laughs> yep. Good time. It was the greatest. It was the greatest ever. Like he'd be, uh, he'd be skating with the puck, and he'd be like, "Oh, nice pass!" And then all of a sudden, he's just like gliding aimlessly because he can't control anything. And yeah, so you know, we were in Discord this week. We were kind of chatting about that and like how funny it would be if Xbox's big hardware announcement was Connect 3.0. Yeah. And how disastrous do you think that would be? A big disaster. It still might be coming back. I don't know with why. No, like that's only an article I would expect to see on April 1st. Yeah. Like, no way. They just know. Even if they had it perfected, even if it was like... They'd have to call it something else. They'd have to just call it something else. Don't call it Connect. And it couldn't look anything like, you know... The, the Kinect uh, sensor. It couldn't look anything like that. It would just have to be totally different. They'd call it Project Natal, right? Or Natal or something? Natal. Natal, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. No. <laughs> All right. So uh, last question here. All right. Yep. Um, from Librotron. He says, I'm looking to start streaming on Twitch more and start to get more of a following maybe and maybe start a YouTube channel. Uh, just get more into gaming in general. Uh, what What advice would you guys give? Don't do it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say for Twitch, having a uh, like a set schedule where you, you play at the same times, like whatever days you're streaming, will probably be helpful. Um, and speaking of which, that's what 
we're going to start doing. <laughs> yeah. And, um, we're going to take our own advice this time. Yes. Yeah. yeah we've, we've learned a lot from this in the last uh, two plus years. And really in the last, you know, 10 or so months since we've yeah. really gotten serious about all this. And I don't mean that we weren't serious before. Uh, we just kind of ramped up what we want to do and our commitment to it. And uh, so I would say a couple of things. One, be consistent. Yes, 100%. And that's something we haven't been as good at, and that's going to change. Um, two, I would say, like Stephen said, have a set schedule. And say, you know, on Mondays, I'm going to stream this game every single Monday from this time to this time and whatever. Um, and if you're going to stream Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, stream Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And if for some reason you're not able to let your, your community know in advance. Yes. Um, we're super appreciative of all the people that we've gotten, um, to support us on Twitch and sub to us on Twitch and all that stuff. And we, we feel like we owe you more and we're going to deliver more. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as YouTube goes, what I would say, another lesson we've learned. Don't put up just like random let's play videos. Anybody can do that. You have to have a voice. And one of the best pieces of advice I've ever heard is that Different is better than better. So, if you do what everybody else does and just does just do it better, that's not enough because everybody else already has a built-in audience. You got to be a little bit different and do things your way. We've tried to do that on our show. We're not the same as you know some of the shows that. You know, honestly, we love, we listen to all the time. We're a little different. That's okay. Because if we're the exact same as them, we're a carbon copy as them, of them, you're just going to listen to them. Why wouldn't you? True that. Um, so, different is better than better. Be different. Figure out what niche you're going to find. Don't just do Let's Plays. Think about like what types of videos you can do. You can do a five-minute video that says something about a game or about a series or about a genre that's more impactful than a 45-minute video just playing a game and talking through it. So that, the thing is, though, be consistent. And if you're going to play a game on a day, play that game on that day. And that's something that we're going to be getting better at here um, real shortly. Graham, anything? Uh, yes. Um, for Twitch, stream either something you are really good at or something you really enjoy. Because yes. if you're playing something that you're not enjoying, then people can tell that you're not enjoying it yep. and they're not going to want to watch you. But if you're really good at it, uh, they will definitely watch you, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and for YouTube, uh, content is key. Like kind of like what Tyler said, 
definitely um, have lots of content, but have content that is more personalized instead of mm-hmm. the same thing other people do and stuff like that. That's that's my advice. And the last thing I would say, turn off how many viewers you have. Stream the exact same way whether you have two viewers or 200 or 2,000. Stream the exact same way. Talk and communicate and interact the exact same way. Like it shouldn't matter. Because those, if, if you only have two, those two people are choosing to watch you over anything else they could be doing. And I'll, I'll tell you guys, I in our community, I can't tell you how thankful we are when you guys can watch us on Twitch. Like half the time, like, you know, we're like putting it together. We don't even know what the hell we're doing half the time. We're get, well, that's what it used to be anyway. We're better at it now. And we thank you guys for coming and choosing to spend your time with us. We appreciate that. And just because there's only two people in versus 200 or 2,000 doesn't mean it's going to be any less of an experience for those two. So, like, don't worry about how many people are in the stream. It's super easy to get discouraged by just looking at the number. And I think, Stephen, like, you and I have talked about that. We've both kind of gone through that. Like, I think you can relate a little bit. Yeah, I can. So, no matter what, just interact the same way, you know, engage in the same way. And uh, and if you do that, the viewers will come. That's all I have. Anything else, guys? No, no good luck, just... though. Yeah. And, yeah, and good luck. And, and do it too. Don't don't hesitate and all that stuff because before you know it, like months and months has gone by and then you might not do it. So just do it, man. Do it oh. and uh but, I do have uh, one one more thing. One more um thing. I, I wouldn't recommend buying like a capture card or a really fancy mic. I would if you're playing on the Xbox or um like PlayStation, just stream straight from there to like Twitch. And see how you like it. Like, give it like a couple weeks or a month, and before you you invest money into it. Um, yeah. Because if you find you just don't enjoy it, then you just wasted money on a capture card or a mic when you didn't need to. So that's my advice. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. Get good at the interaction part. That's gonna drive you. Like, if you have just your standard mic and you're engaging with people that are in stream, that's that's the biggest thing. All the rest is just, like, icing on the cake. Really. So, and don't have delusions of being as big as Ninja or whoever within two months. Won't happen. Just be realistic. (laughs) So, all right. Anything else, guys? No. No. All right. So, let's get out of here. Uh, We got a few minutes to wrap it up. So, uh, we really thank you for joining us, but... We'd really love to have you join our community, too, if you haven't yet. And the ways to do that are go to Facebook, the Gaming Hub forums there. You can go to Twitch, TXH Gaming Hub. Thank you so much for everybody who has uh, followed us during this episode and sub to us. We had uh, somebody do that, so really appreciate that. Uh, you can go there, TXH Gaming Hub, hit follow, and that way you'll catch us every time that we're live on Twitch. From either Twitch or Facebook, you can join our Discord. And there's a link on both to do that. Uh, When you're at Discord, there's uh, a ton of conversation going on there all the time about gaming, whatever. Um, Sometimes we stray from gaming a little bit, but that's okay. 
it's uh it's a lot of fun and uh that's the one we're probably the most involved in to be honest so uh if you want to be part of the community really recommend that also for all the latest in your gaming news head on over to the xboxhub.com really appreciate that if you do that we are the official podcast of that site the xboxhub.com we also have a sister site the switchhub.com for all the latest in your nintendo news all right guys let's get out of here this has been it for episode number 119 and we thank you so much for joining us uh for graham and steve i'm tyler saying uh thanks again we'll be back next week with episode number 120 until then have a great week everybody and we will talk to you soon goodbye go out and get some pokemon my advice you